Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, and welcome to this week's Amazing If podcast. We're Sarah and Helen, the founders of Amazing If, a business that's all about helping people have happy careers. And this week, we're continuing our series on confidence gremlins, where we talk about the top 10 confidence gremlins that get in our way at work. And our focus for this week is not knowing enough. So something I'm sure most of us are familiar with, and it'll be really interesting to see what hints and tips we can share with our listeners today about how you overcome this confidence gremlin. So just before we get started, just a quick reminder of what confidence gremlins are and why they really matter to us. So confidence gremlins are something that everybody experiences. It doesn't matter how senior you are, how long you've been working, what role you're in. We speak to lots of different people about confidence and everybody has these confidence gremlins, so you're definitely not alone. And confidence gremlins are the things that hold us back. They matter because they stop us doing the things that are important to us, things that will make us better in our job, and ultimately things that get in the way of helping us just having a happy career day in, day out. So they're worth spending some time thinking about albeit we know that they are pretty hard to address. But the trick is to really know what your confidence gremlins are, because once you know what they are, you can actually start doing something about them. So let's talk about today's confidence gremlin, a fear of kind of not knowing enough. And to start by asking Helen a little bit about this confidence gremlin and whether it's something that you've experienced or something that you see a lot with the people that you work with. Um, So it's definitely something that I've experienced. I think what, what this means, so I don't know enough, I think how this can affect people at work is it either means that they don't go into a situation, so you don't put yourself forward into a situation where you might be exposed for not having knowledge or expertise, so maybe you don't talk up in a meeting or volunteer to do something. Or on the flip side, you'll still do that meeting but you prepare to such an exhaustive <laughs> level that it can be a bit overwhelming because you assume you need to you know you need to know everything in the room and i think either way you're not letting your best self shine because you're either not going to that opportunity or you're just you know you're missing maybe others because you're spending a week in a room you know going through lots of information that just might not be relevant so i think a lot of people have this and i think when we've done lots of courses with people it seems to come yeah. up for people i've definitely had it it hasn't stopped me from putting myself in new companies for example but i have felt that fear of being in a meeting and thinking oh gosh maybe i shouldn't ask that question because 
if they they're not meant to me. know this. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, exactly that. Actually, yeah, I, I shouldn't ask that question because I meant to know this. I'm sure that is something that a lot of people do, and I'm going to look really stupid if I ask this question. Whereas, and then someone else will say the question half an yeah. hour later, or even five minutes later, and you're like, oh, maybe I should have asked that question all along. That was kind of what was in my mind. Um, and I, I think I have that quite a lot. Um, in terms of how it holds me back, I think sometimes it can make me less confident in a room when actually I could probably just rely on what I needed to know. And actually the insight I might have about a situation is more important than the specific knowledge. But sometimes I can think that, like, you know, I've recently moved to a new business and a lot of people are very expert in there. And I might think that their opinions are more important because of their expert knowledge, whereas actually the value that I might add is that I don't have that knowledge, but I have different questions. And I can see that on reflection, but in the moment of the meeting, maybe I don't appreciate that and it means that I don't put my views forward. Maybe we don't have as high quality a discussion as we could have in the room. So I think, yeah, this happens for lots of people. Um, And yeah, and I'm, I'm not immune to this. No, I don't think any of us are. But equally, I'm not sure how you'd ever get to the point of knowing everything either. Yeah, and I guess that's really realistic. How how are you ever (laughs) going to know enough? If that's your benchmark... Yeah, you're you're setting yourself up to fail, essentially, (laughs) aren't you? Exactly. There there needs to be a level that you can get comfortable with so that this isn't stopping you from engaging effectively at work. Yeah. Because you can never know enough, exactly. And it's quite interesting, you talked there about it's not stopped you from going to new companies, which Mm. is great. But I think one of the things that I um, also observed from some people I've worked with in the past is a really classic one about not knowing enough is sometimes looking at a job that you'd like to apply for and feeling like if you don't tick every single one of the job requirements on a job, you can't apply for it because you don't know enough. Yeah. Versus thinking well, actually, I know 50% of this or 60% of this and I can probably learn the rest and I'd be comfortable to do that. Yeah. So I think that's another common way that this fear could hold people back. So whether that's an internal promotion or an external role that you'd quite like to go for, not feeling like you have to know absolutely everything about that role or that kind of industry. Do you have any advice for people who might be thinking about maybe moving role and their, their kind of fear of thinking, but I'm not sure I quite know enough to go for this job? Yeah, I think so. A lot of the time it can be an assumption. So you might think I work in financial services. I can't go and work in technology because I don't know enough about that sector. And yeah. that's going to be what those people think. And therefore, they're going to give me a job. And I think that's a, that is a complete untested assumption. So I think the first thing is don't, don't, don't let it stop you. Yeah. I think it's really important, though, that you're able to articulate what you do know. So maybe you don't know in depth the technology sector, but maybe you know a specific part of marketing or a specific element of finance that is actually universal, regardless of the industry you're in. So I think it's important to focus on what you do know, even if it's not this specific detailed thing that you think is really relevant and think about how what that thing that you know is is relevant so for example I've gone to a technology company now got a lot to learn there I definitely don't know enough about what I want to know but it's not I wouldn't say it's holding me back at the moment but what I do know is how to lead a team what I do know is how to launch products what I do know is how to engage an audience and as long as I can take some confidence in the things that I do know I can kind of bridge the gap between and get a bit more comfortable with what I don't know and I think if you haven't spent that time really reflecting on the things that you do know you might feel a bit overwhelmed by that by the gap yeah and that's the other kind of practical advice I would give people in terms of thinking about bridging the gap 
think about that in a very kind of straightforward and practical way. What will you do to fill the gap? Mm. So again, really unrealistic for somebody to kind of say, well, I know everything, so I've got nothing to learn. I've got no bridging the gap to do. Of course, if you're going into a new technology company, you're going to have stuff to learn. And actually just being transparent about, as you said, things that I'm great at, things I do know, I know I'll need to, I've got to learn some stuff. This is how I'll go about doing that. And then actually you're almost giving yourself your own learning kind of action plan yeah. that will just help you become a bit more confident about knowing a little bit more as every day kind of goes by. And it's a thing about building the relevant knowledge. So to that point, you don't need to know everything about your industry. Yeah. You don't need to know everything about every job of everybody that you work with. That's that's not going to make you effective. But there are some relevant things that will probably help you. And so focus on those few things that will help you that mean that you know your business context and you can talk about it. And and if you need to go into those areas deeply, do it. But you, you won't be able to go into everything deeply. So just accept that there are some things you don't know. So I think, I think it's a really good tip to think about building relevant knowledge. And then to... I think ask for help and maybe be curious about the things that you don't know. So it might be um, you say these are the three areas of really relevant knowledge that I think I need to learn about in the next six months, particularly if you're going into into a new job. So I might say I need to know about the technology industry. I need to know about the products that my company currently sell. And I need to know about the trends in the next 12 months. I'm just going to know those things. And then I might say, so these are all the other things that I don't know about. And I might build a relationship with somebody over here that can just tell me a bit more about it. Not because I'm trying to be an expert here, but because I know I could go to them if I have a need to fill that gap. I don't need to hold that information with me all the time. So I think be curious about other areas and identify maybe some experts that you could tap into, but that you're not aiming necessarily to become. Yeah, so you almost you're you're tapping into that knowledge the wealth of knowledge that will ne- always exist without thinking i need to end up becoming the expert myself yeah and just sort of understanding the difference between that yeah and you talked at the start of our um, conversation about how often when you talk to people about not knowing enough and you you ask people to do an action plan usually people's first reaction is i'm just going to double the amount of preparation yeah, that i do yeah, i'm yeah. going to read four more books <laughs> i'm going to spend two hours preparing for the 10 minute meeting i've got with this person yeah and I think very rarely is that a, certainly certainly not a sustainable answer yeah. to a fear of kind of not knowing enough. So what could people do other than just preparing more? This is not an easy one, but I think you have to get used to going into situations where you won't know enough. And yeah. that's and that can feel really daunting. I think for somebody that where this has held them back, actually thinking, what well, going to that meeting without having read that whole document can feel really scary. But I think the more you do it, if you've got a contextual awareness and you're you're curious and you've got good questions, then you can respond to certain things. And I think if not preparing does put you in a situation in a meeting where someone asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, the fear for somebody who has this confidence gremlin is that that's going to result in someone not thinking they're very credible yeah. or maybe them, I don't know, losing an opportunity or not being perceived as being good at their job. Actually, that I think that's very rarely the situation. And what you're able to do is say, actually, I don't know the answer to that at the moment, but I'll come back to you. Yeah. And so I think trying to get used to going into a situation where you might feel a bit unprepared, a meeting, a one-to-one, whatever it is at work that you're doing. And if you are putting a situation in that meeting where you're being asked about something that you think, I don't know the answer to that, don't panic, don't freeze, just admit it and say actually I don't know but I'll come back to you and I think 
it's almost knowing that that's there as a backup plan can take some of the fear away. You don't have to know everything. You can ask for help. You can admit when you don't know it. And actually some of the really good people that I look at that I work with, whether it's my peers or senior people or people that work for me, I really respect it in a meeting where they say, actually, I don't know, but I'll look into it. And when they definitely come back with that point, yeah. I I respect that as much as somebody that I think, wow, you know loads. People don't love asking for help, I would say, yeah. in my experience. I think people get concerned that by asking for help, you're potentially exposing yourself. You can feel a bit vulnerable. Maybe somebody then might think, well, why are they having to ask about this? Because surely they should already know it. But certainly in my experience, if you ask for help in the right way to the right people, most people really like helping other people. Yeah. Most people enjoy sharing the knowledge that they've got because they think, oh, I actually do know this. Yeah. I can, if someone comes and asks me for a bit of help on something, I'll think, oh, I actually, I can, I can do this. I can help. And I'm, I'm more than prepared to sit down for 10 minutes with somebody and talk through, you know, a document or an idea if that would help them a little bit. And I think most people have that attitude. Certainly the people you want to work with all have that attitude of wanting to all help each other. So trying to also practice, you know, when, when think about when was the last time you actually asked somebody for help? Mm. If you can't think of an example, I, I would, I'd be starting to question, well, actually, are you being as curious as you could be? Are you filling in some of those gaps that we talked about in terms of not knowing enough? Or are you just putting a really unrealistic expectation on yourself and then not actually really doing anything about mm. it? Yeah. So any other advice in terms of not knowing enough? So we've talked a bit about almost, A, don't even try to, because it's a it's yeah. an unrealistic nirvana. So you probably have got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable at times. Yeah. So maybe practice you know, asking really good questions, practice saying, I'll come back to you practice asking for help so they're Mm -hmm. all kind of very kind of practical things think about how you're going to build that knowledge where you have got gaps but don't try and build knowledge about everything think about two or three areas where you think it would be useful for me to know these things and this is then how I'm going to go and do that and Mm -hmm. then proactively have a plan anything else that you would suggest people think about the only other thing I would say and I think this is relevant for all of our conference gremlins actually is just be really specific about how this is holding you back so is it, and I think this will look different for different people, so is not knowing enough, is it that you're not speaking up in meetings or that you're not volunteering for something, whatever that thing is, and just think about what is a small test of the assumption that you could do because I think that will help you to take action. The most important thing is knowing that you've got this confidence gremlin and it's getting in your way and I think the next thing for you to do is to take a small action of some form but you're only going to do that meaningfully if you've just really understood okay I'm scared that I don't know enough as a result I'm not doing this at work so a small thing I can do to test whether my fear that I've built up around this thing is true is x I think if you can go through that that path. Logical steps. Yeah, yeah. The, exactly that. Those logical steps, you'll be able to start like, caging your gremlin. And I think, you know, one of the things that we say is it's very hard to kill. It might be unrealistic to kill. You're probably never going to get away from this fear that I need to know everything to be brilliant. But what we want you to do is take lots of little steps, lots of little actions, lots of little tests so that you're aware of it, but it's not really getting in your way. And I think, again, just remember. You know, the people who are chief executives in the companies that we're all in, they don't know everything either. Yeah. You know, the people that we're all working for, they don't know all the answers either. Often what those people are very good at is asking really good questions. Yeah. 
which then helps them to fill in the gaps in knowledge that they have. Yeah. So practice that skill set, especially if you're looking to kind of progress into bigger leadership jobs, because I don't look at very many leaders and think they're a brilliant leader because they know everything. I often think one of the characteristics of brilliant leaders is they ask very, very good questions. I had a lovely quote about that as well, and it was about asking questions creates space for answers in your mind. So if you're just reading lots of information, it can potentially just kind of bounce bounce in and out of your mind, basically. Yeah. But actually, when, when you are asking questions either of it or of other people who are talking, you create the space in your mind for the answers because you're kind of going into it. So I actually yeah. think that that questioning skill set can be as sometimes maybe more important than knowing the thing itself and can be again a really good bridge if you think well I don't know everything I've started this new job I don't know everything but what I will do is ask really good questions brilliant so I think we'll um, leave it there and hopefully there's been some really helpful kind of practical advice today around building relevant knowledge staying curious And, you know, maybe even applying for a job at some point that you don't know how to do every single part of. Um, I think both Helen and I have done that a Mm -hmm. few times. And, you know, it's always worked out okay from what I can tell (laughs) so far. We both seem to be in jobs still, so it can't can't be that much of a disaster. But do remember, as you're working on all of your confidence gremlins, and actually particularly this one I do think is a really tough one, that it is hard. And actually the first step is just even being aware of your confidence gremlin and then just starting to take these small tests. You know, don't expect to make massive strides in progress overnight these things definitely take time we talk in some of our other podcasts about you know we've both been working on some of our confidence gremlins for years Mm. this is not something you do next week or next month but the important thing is to almost kind of keep chipping away at it and make sure you recognize the progress that you are making along the way so make sure you are rewarding yourself you're taking five minutes out to you know almost say say well done recognizing that progress you know, share the progress you're making with your, you know, with your line manager, with the people you work with, because again, they can kind of help you continue that journey because it's something where it is really hard. So it's good if you're not sort of trying to address this all by yourself. So that's it for this week. Thanks so much again for listening to our Amazing If podcast. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe on iTunes to catch up on all of our 10 part series about confidence gremlins. If you'd also like to find out more about how to overcome your confidence gremlins, you can buy our book on Amazon. And as ever, we'd always love to hear from you. If you've got ideas for how you've overcome your confidence gremlins, could be about not knowing enough or any of the other ones in the series, please do get in touch and let us know. And we'd also love any of your ideas for future podcasts. You can tweet us at amazing underscore if. Until next time, thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 